Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 342 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about swimming over the deep end, which is just a little bit of a parable, a little bit of a story, a little bit of an observation that I've had of my kids. As I'm recording this right now, I'm sitting at a little desk in a bedroom of a rental house in Palm Desert, California. I'm looking out the window right now at cactus and palm trees and mountains. I'm out here with my family because we decided to do something a little bit different this year for the holidays. Instead of all the crazy running around and all the family gatherings and gifts to buy for everybody, we decided to just leave all that behind and just be by ourselves out here in California. And so I set up some some time to work with a couple students and we'll be spending a couple additional weeks out here just by ourselves enjoying family time together. So while we've been out here, we our, our kids have been out here a bunch of times. We come out here every year for a solid month in March to do a bunch of coaching during the BMP. And so my kids have been out here quite a lot, and we always get a house with a pool because my kids absolutely love swimming. And this, this is going somewhere. This is what kind of ties in with the, the lesson for today. So their absolute favorite thing is to swim when we're out here in California, and they'll spend sometimes two, three, four hours in the pool, which is great for my, my wife and I. Uh, it's, just, it's just kind of... Uh, I want to say childcare. Obviously, we we have to watch them and and keep close eye on them. Although these days they're getting to become really strong swimmers because of all the time that they've had playing in the pool and, and learning. And that's kind of where I'm headed today. It's been really fascinating to watch their development, both of them. My daughter is nine, and my son is six. And so over the last four, five, six years. It's been great watching both of them learn how to be comfortable and confident in the water. And they're to the point now where, I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the strongest skills that both of them have. They're, they're both really, you know, I'm putting up big air quotes, really natural in the water now after dozens and dozens of hours, probably hundreds of hours of self-leading and self-training themselves. And that's what's been so fascinating and fun for me to watch as a parent and also as a coach and a teacher is watching how my children have left their comfort zone on their own and with help from us as well when they were younger, especially, and watched how they've ventured out away from what they're comfortable with and into the unknown of, I mean, water is a really scary thing for a lot of people, not just kids, but there's lots and lots of adults who have a big phobia of water and and fear and lack of ability to just be able to keep themselves afloat if they were to go in water. So, I mean, just as humans, I think it's kind of, a, there's an instinct there that it's something to respect and be careful of, but they're both at a point now where they're super solid and, and super confident. And my son, my my six-year-old over the last year has really taken off and, and gained a lot of confidence and ability and competence. And now he's starting to really kind of push himself a little bit harder. 
And the first place, the first pool that we were at on this trip was a, a large one. It was a big pool. There was a pretty large shallow area. There was a pretty large deep area that went down to nine or 10 feet deep. And watching him push himself across that deep area, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a little, he comes up to like waist height on me. I'm, I'm six feet tall. So he's still, you know, he's a little boy. I mean, he's, of course, he's growing up fast, but he's six years old. And so to be in a, with no like kickboard or floaty or life vest or, or water wings or anything, just to go out into the middle of a big 10 foot, you know, deep section of pool is fun to watch him push himself that way. And what I really was observing of him earlier in this trip was how when he wanted to get to the other side of this big, deep end of the first pool that we were at, I mean, he could have chosen to make his way across in any number of ways. He could have gotten out of the pool and just walked around to the other side. If the toy he wanted was on the other side or his sister was on the other side and he wanted to go join her and what she was doing, he could easily just get out of the pool, walk around to where she was, and just get back in the pool again. Or he had the option of going over to the big kind of shallow part of this pool where he could easily stand and just walk over and then, you know, just kind of make his way over to where she was in the deeper part of the water. Or he also could have just grabbed onto the side, the edge of the pool, and just kind of pulled himself around using his hands, using the edge of the pool. Like those are all easy options that would avoid the, uh, avoid the task of having to make his way all the way across the biggest, deepest part of the pool. But I watched him again and again and again, very deliberately send himself out across that biggest, deepest part. And he would purposefully take the longest path to just kind of push himself and see if he could do it over the, the deepest part of the pool. Not only would he go across the deepest part of the pool, but he would a lot of times just kind of get to the middle chunk, right, right in the center of that, the deep part of the pool, and just kind of hang out there for a while. And my wife and I, you know, just kind of sitting there like watching and there's just kind of, you know, a natural parental like instinct kind of takes over when you're, you're six year old, it's just kind of hanging out, you know, no floating assistance, really just kind of his face just kind of sticking out of the water while you can see his arms and his legs, you know, are working hard and his, his, you know, kind of mouth is bobbing up and down, kind of going under every once in a while. And he's just kind of sitting there. And me, I mean, when I was his age, I, I wasn't a fan of swimming at all. I was not good at it. I, I'm, I, I've always been super skinny, have always kind of struggled floating. I had asthma pretty, pretty acutely when I was a kid. So I had all kinds of stuff working against me. And doing that when I was a kid would have, you know, been, I, there's no way I would have ever done that unless I had to because I was in a class or something like that. So seeing him just kind of hanging out there in the middle of the deepest part of the pool and then just like treading water, treading water, knowing he's getting tired, like we know he's getting tired. You know, there's, you can see like other parents around the pool, like looking around, like, is somebody watching this kid? <laughs> and we're trying to just kind of let him you know, self-lead, self-guide. But at the same time, I'm like taking my phone out of my pocket <laughs> in case I have to jump into the water. But every time, I, I, I didn't have to help him once, every time he would make it back all the way across to the other side. And it seemed like he just barely had enough energy to make it across, to make it over. And 
it just, he would just do it again and again and push himself and stretch himself. And it just really caused me to, to pause and think and ponder about how I'm doing that in the things that I care about. My, myself as a coach, myself as a parent, myself as a husband, myself as a tennis player, as a content creator. How am I deliberately swimming over the deep end of the pool and maybe even just kind of hanging out there and just treading water and finding out, hey, how, you know what, how long could I just kind of hang out here? And by the way, when I do that as a content creator, there's basically no consequences. Maybe there'd be less downloads or maybe there'd be more thumbs down than, than usual. But, you know, I think about my son, you know, who's six you know, he has every right to be afraid of a lot of different things. You know, deep water, definitely not the least of those things. And the consequences there are, you know, basically death. <laughs> like, if, if my wife and I are not doing our job and he pushes himself too hard, I mean, he could, he could go under. That's a real thing. And he knows that. I know he knows that because I've had to pull him out of the pool before. He understands. Like, I've seen the fear like in his face, pulling him out when he couldn't do it by himself. And yet he's choosing to continue to kind of push himself in that way. And so as tennis players, what I want you to ponder today and just think about is how are you doing that in your own life? And how are you doing that in your own tennis game? How are you doing that during your practice sessions? How are you doing that in your team practices? How are you doing that in your lessons? Are you making yourself fully open and vulnerable to trying new drills, new techniques, new tactics, new patterns, new targets? Are you making yourself vulnerable and practicing with different partners and playing against stronger teams or maybe types of opponents that you know you're not going to play well against? How are you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone? Are you stretching it was stretching things that are not comfortable because you know in the long run it's going to help you perform better. Are you working on your fitness off the court and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone? How are you swimming over the deep end of the pool of tennis? Because I know from personal experience, it's really easy to just sit with your hands on the edge of the pool and just look out across the pool to everybody else swimming across the pool, or maybe everybody else is holding onto the edge too. That makes it even tougher. When everybody else in your team is holding onto the edge and everybody's just kind of looking at each other and, and making small talk because they don't want to talk about the fact that nobody's swimming across the deep side of the pool, that makes it even tougher for us to be the ones that let go and swim across. But I'll tell you what, if you want to grow, if you want to develop as a player and as a human, there comes a time where you have to let go. Whether or not the people around you are letting go or not, you have to make the choice for yourself to make that swim across and go where you know it's the most dangerous and go where you know the, the consequences are the most dire now, it doesn't always have to be super dramatic. You know, I'm kind of trying to make it sound uh, <laughs> maybe more dramatic than it is. Sometimes it is dramatic. Other times, it, you know, it doesn't have to be. Um, and it's just kind of little things here and there. But there comes a time in everybody's development as a player where you've got, you have to take some chances. And you have to make the choice to push yourself and stretch your comfort zone 
because that's the only way you'll continue to grow and develop. So just a little story for me today. We're enjoying California very much. We're going to be here for about another week and then heading back home. We've loved it here, but also looking forward to getting back into a routine again. Hopefully this little illustration has been helpful to you. And I want to thank you for listening today, as always. If it was helpful, do me a favor and share it with a teammate or a partner or a practice partner or even a coach or maybe a student, somebody that that you work with, if you think this would be helpful to them. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. And I'll talk to you next time. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.